What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Stars, Stripes, Stories. Today I'll be talking with the amazing Ben Burgess. Ben Burgess was born in Stuttgart, but he was raised in Dallas, LA, but also Berlin. When he was younger, he was a professional figure skater and he almost participated in the Olympic Games in Salt Lake City 2002. The only reason that stopped him from doing that was injuries and that's why he decided to commit his life to helping other athletes. Ben became a physiotherapist and runs his own clinic today in Stuttgart, Germany. Since that, he's working with one of the best Formula One drivers. He's working with a lot of top tennis athletes on a professional tennis tour. And he was the performance coach for the gold medal winning pair of figure skaters at the Olympic Games in 2018. Besides all that, he's constantly raising awareness for doping and its dangers. These are the three things that you guys are going to get out of the podcast from Ben Burgess today. First of all, Ben claims work equals work. He says that in today's society, people prioritize certain work ethic. For example, he says math is seen as a higher priority than sports, music or any other passion that you pursue. He claims that every kind of work is beneficial for you and therefore is beneficial for society. Second of all is he says what you should really focus on as an athlete. And I'm not talking about professional athletes. I'm talking about college athletes. I'm talking about junior athletes who really want to focus and put a high emphasis on sports. He also elaborates on what it means to be an athlete. And he talks a little bit about the dangers of becoming a social outsider due to your high commitment of sports. Last but not least, Ben is going to get rid of one of the most common fitness and nutrition myths. And in a quick game, we are going to talk about what is the best way to lose weight, what is the best way to gain weight, how bad smoking, sugar and alcohol actually is for you and what are some things that you need to do right as an athlete. When you are into fitness or when you want to gain some general knowledge about sports, this podcast is really for you. But also, if you're not into fitness, this is worth your time because Ben is a super motivating guy. He's highly communicative and just nice to listen to, nice to hang out. So again, thanks Ben for being here. Please guys, show him some love. I hope you guys are going to get the best of the podcast. Enjoy the heck out of the podcast. Let's go. Today I'm talking with Ben Burgess. I'm really happy to have him on the show. What's up, Ben? Thanks for being here. Oh, oh God. Thank you for having me. <laughs> First, <laughs> I had a rough night. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can tell because of the sunglasses oh, and everything. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, so, I mean, I mentioned it earlier. You're doing a lot of stuff. You're uh, having your own physiotherapist clinic. You're working with one of the top athletes out there. And you're flying planes as well. Like, you're flying... The big planes, Boeing planes I'm talking about here. Um, my question is, first question, um, where do you get all the motivation from 
to do so much stuff at the same time? I mean, do you have more hours a day than than normal people, or how nah, do, how do you manage so. that? No, nah, I don't think so. Where do you get the motivation? I think you know, um, it's just that growing up in a country or growing up in two countries where mm. we don't have any wars, where we don't have any famine, where we don't have any big social problems. Yeah, it is your obligation to do your best of your abilities to you know get out there and just do whatever you want to do because right. you have the possibility. Right. Uh, you may have the problem that you have to get some money raised for what mm. you want to do, but mm. that's probably the only thing standing in your way and your dreams that you have. So here. you kind of you would say it's kind of like a social obligation to be productive. That's what I find. Okay. I find it's a social okay. obligation. But you have like a inner, like an inner voice that tells you, "Hey, I need to do that. I need to do that. Otherwise, I would like, I don't know, no, it's not more, fulfill my potential as a human being." No, it's back. Probably more that you kind of, how should I say, you feel that you want to do that. It's your mm. dream. It's like mm. preceding your dream. Yeah. The people in Africa, they cannot follow their dreams, yeah, right. and they have a pretty good reason why they can't, yeah. and in other countries as well. Yeah. So doing what you want to do and following your interests mm. is something that, that we really need to do, because um, we will not be better people if we don't. Mm. So you have to follow your dream, you have to yeah. unlock your potential, yeah. there you go. Men merges unlock your potential, yeah. there we go. Um, well. <laughs> You mentioned it already. You grew up uh, in the U.S. as well as in Germany. That's right. Um, especially when you were younger, you moved a lot. Um, that's what you told me. How did you experience this constant change of cultures? I mean, especially when you're young, it, uh, it can be kind of a hardship to um, constantly switch countries. True. The Ameri maybe maybe tell us a little bit where you lived and okay. how many times I was you moved. living in. Actually, I was born in yeah. Stuttgart or the mm. Stuttgart area, and after that, we moved to the U.S. Mm -hmm. Then we moved back to Germany. We actually moved to Berlin, mm. living there. Then we moved to the U.S. Then we moved back to Berlin. Then we moved back to the U.S. and then we moved to Stuttgart. Oh my! So that was quite a ride. Yeah, but in the U.S. The kids in kindergarten are also our neighbors. They accepted yeah. me as the person that I was, or as you know, the little kid. Yeah. And they were very open and warm-hearted. Yeah. But on the contrary, the Germans, they kind of, I felt excluded sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, German wasn't my first language. Oh, so that's another barrier. So thing. we had another barrier here, and my first words were spoken in English. And yeah. um, the Germans kind of really gave me a hard time here mm. and there, also in kindergarten. And then, above all, I'm the son of an artist. Oh. And in the early 80s, where I grew up, yeah. being an artist in Germany was more something like, I mean... That is a really exceptional. Yeah, uh, really exceptional. Uh, yeah. They, they actually thought about you, like, uh, living, under the, uh, living under the bridge, yeah. you know, and... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, just to add a little... I also feel like it's easier to form close, not not necessarily close relationships, but I think it's easier to form relationships in the states um, quickly. I mean, I, you can go to a bar and talk to everyone exactly. super freely, super openly, and no one will 
I don't know, say, hey, you're a stranger or whatever. And here in Germany, I don't know, I, I think it takes more time to actually form closer relationships. Yeah, you get that. You, you, sooner or later, you're going to get the profundness problem because in the US, the relationships I find are pretty easy to start. Yeah, but if you exactly. want to dig deeper, then exactly. probably you will not have the possibilities like, you know, with a, with a German friendship. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make it any better or worse. It's just the one is a little bit more superficial yeah. and the other one is probably goes a little deeper. Like you yeah. want to share more, you probably have more empath uh, empathic uh, sharing right. uh, that, you, that you can put into the relationship. But um, easier to make friends is mm -hmm. the U.S. All right. Um, so since you've been six years old, sports played um, a major role in your life. That's right. Um, and you've been a professional athlete for quite quite some time. Um, especially when you were younger, was there a plan B if your athletic <laughs> career would have came to an end or would came to an end? So was there always? Did you always dreamed of doing? extra stuff on the side or did you always wanted to be a professional athlete <laughs> not at all uh, really? to be honest okay actually being an athlete wasn't something that i set out for okay uh, i'm i wanted to box mm -hmm. and my mother yeah, what did you do like you i know you're a boxer you're you're a figure skate uh, skater you're Well, let's say the probably probably the most successful sport that I was competing in yeah. was figure skating. Okay, but I never wanted to do that. My uh, mother okay. wanted me to figure skate because I think she was in love or something yeah. with one of the German figure skaters, yeah. and they were wearing their little lycra suits and they had all their sparkle stuff, and she wow. just loved that world, wow. the shiny world. I really didn't like it. I actually wanted to be a boxer. Yeah. She hated the idea That's a big of me difference, doing honestly. Yeah. yeah, there's one. There's a, there's a guy who's wearing a glitter glitter suit, and then there's two guys that are punching each other in the face. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's, that's probably one of the big. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, goodness. just picture that. That's you know, two worlds. yeah, that's probably two worlds, probably I would have competed better in boxing if I would have shown up in my um, figure skating suit. Yeah. No, um. <laughs> Um, to be honest, in martial arts, because uh, I've been doing martial arts now since I'm six years old, mm -hmm. and I suck at it. Okay. Uh, am I allowed to say suck? Yeah. You uh, okay. Uh, um, I actually, I literally suck at it. Yeah. I'm not a good fighter, and I'm very scared. Yeah. I'm really scared. Yeah. I mean, um, there is this <laughs> nice saying, I think it's by Joe Lewis, it's everybody has a plan until you've been hit. Yeah. And that is so true. Yeah. Um, if you go up against somebody and oh, this person punches you in the face, yeah. even though he's wearing a glove or something like that, yeah. I mean, if you've no, ever been really punched, you feel like crap. Life. Never in my <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I have so many friends who always tell me, "Yeah, I, I, yeah, I should, I should try boxing sometimes." And I'm like, "Yeah, go, go ahead, go yeah. for it." But <laughs> probably once you get hit first, you're not gonna try boxing. You know, no, no. that's it. It's a really short career for no. many people. No, yeah. Well, but you're, you've been a really uh, successful figure skater. Um, If and, you say so. Um, I mean, from what I know, you almost participated in the Olympic Games. Is that true? Uh, there, you, you. I mean, you had the chance, right? No, not really. We were, uh, we were a couple of pairs in in uh, Stuttgart okay. and in and in Germany okay. that were getting prepared for that. And yes, we were supposed. Everybody was supposed to go to the Olympic Salt Lake City 2002, mm -hmm. and um, only one of us made it. 
Okay. He actually, I think he's three-time world champion now. He was my 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 biggest and closest competitor, mm-hmm. and I only beat him guy. once. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I, 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 I'm kidding. I, I never was talented enough uh, to to okay. come that far in figure skating. Okay. It was I I think it was my mother's dream, and I pushed it as far as I could go. Mm-hmm. And also figure skating. I never, honestly, I never really liked Maybe it. Maybe that was the reason why the other guy you know, like, was <laughs> yeah. that 5% yeah. more <laughs> I never really liked it he so li- much. He liked the, the dress. That is the reason why. Well, it's all about the priorities, I guess. And then, um, yeah, you, you stopped participating as a professional athlete. Um, why did that happen? Were you injured? Injured? Did you have I don't know other problems? What was the reason why you stopped um, being a professional athlete? Yeah, I had injuries, and they were basically you could cut it back down to the biomechanics because I'm a small guy, mm-hmm. and um, I may be a little bit more robust now than I was mm-hmm. then. And sure. I had a pretty pretty heavy partner when I was uh, when I was figure skating mm. and she was also very tall so our biomechanics didn't really work <laughs> yeah. together and uh, so I lifted with, with with everything I could and you know for the lifts uh, we had we had that issue that I, I needed to get her off the ice mm. and so oh my. I basically fucked up my back yeah I have three oh thanks a lot yeah. coffee Here's nectar coffee. of the gods there you go um, bean juice. Yeah, bean juice. <laughs> I should not get overexcited over the coffee now, as I'm going to be really, really, really talking in fast mode. Um, oh, that's good. That's why you're here. Yeah, hammy, <laughs> hammy, the the hedgehog or whatever that is. Um, so you were injured. So I was injured. Yeah. I have three disc, disc herniations. Okay. And my left leg is slightly paralyzed. Wow. And that was the end of what you could call a junior career. Yes. So you you, you see that with a lot of former professional athletes that are basically screwed for the rest of their lives because they invested too much there's I mean, not just, one athlete that walks the face of the earth who is not screwed yeah just like just i'm i'm right now i'm thinking about boris becker yeah one of the Poor best guy. one of the best athletes out there in tennis um and now he's i think he can barely swim that's what he says and that's Poor the guy. only that's the only um activity he can do um so it's it, i would say it's a commitment it is. And you know is. what you get out of it. And then, yeah. the, you know, yeah. you have these sensational people that really take care of their body, like uh, Mr. Federer. Yeah. Tom um, Brady. Um, yeah. Oh, my um, God. And, uh, you know, it's not that they have... For one, they have better genetics, but on the other hand, is they really take care of themselves. Yeah. And that is another issue that is pretty tough to handle. Mm. Because taking care of yourself the way you should do as a, as a high-performing athlete um, <sighs> makes you a social outsider. Yeah. That's true. That I, I mean, my my former coach says, um, recovery is easy mm. when it hurts. Yeah. Because um, you want to get rid of it. Yeah. But when it doesn't hurt, that's where most of the people are lazy and says like, ah, oh, I don't, I don't have any pain. I don't and need to stretch. Yeah. Um, I, I don't need to eat the right stuff because I'm, I'm in shape and all that. But, but, one day it's gonna hit you. One, one day it's gonna yeah, hit you. Yes. Sooner or later it's gonna hit you. And also, uh, not working on your technique. Mm-hmm. And not working on your technique on a regular basis. We see a lot of athletes and a lot of ambitioned hobby athletes out mm-hmm. there that don't want to get involved with their technique. Yeah. That don't want to practice their forehand swing. That don't want to practice 
their their backswing that yeah. that don't want to practice uh, their their backhand that don't mm-hmm. want to practice their serve and stuff like that. If you don't and if you don't have a coach that that walks you through on a regular basis, you will have additional movements. You will have movement patterns that kind of sneak into that. And that you stick to this, yeah. and that sooner or later can cause injury, yeah. because you don't see that. So, you really always got to be working on everything that you are and develop yourself. Um, you said one really interesting thing. Um, you said that if you really want to work hard as an athlete, it's going to make you um, a social outsider. Social outsider. That's what Definitely. you said. Yes. Um, can you elaborate a little bit on that? What does that mean? You don't be- have time. What does that mean? You have time, mm-hmm. but uh, only very little people will understand that you need to invest that time into your training. Mm-hmm. Only very little people will understand that you don't have time for them now, that you can't have the beer with them, right, that right. you cannot have another glass of wine. That makes you that, Exactly. That you will not be having your pasta, mm-hmm. that you will not be eating this, and mm-hmm. that you will not be joining your little school trip. Um, yeah. when you're a junior yeah. athlete and then later yeah. on you will not be joining this and that and people will come at you and tell you that you're arrogant that you're selfish well wow. if you have to compete against the best of the best yeah. you better be selfish man yeah. you better be obsessed and you better be selfish because you cannot win that fight if you're not yeah. selfish and obsessed and it starts in the early morning and it ends when you go mm-hmm. to bed I, I think that's really true and there's a lot of temptation out there I mean um, we're talking about athletes that's five percent to three percent of the population that are really trying to make their money with, with sports i guess yes. um a very few selected people um and there's temptation from the outside as you said of friends um that are trying to force them into i don't know drinking or smoking or doing doing all the bad stuff um and of course it is really hard to always say no because you get lonely i can i can tell i mean yeah, a lot, a lot, yeah. a lot of these athletes are lonely, and mm-hmm. then there's also temptation from the other side because if you're really good at what you do and you start at an early age, you will have money. True. You will have money to spend. Yeah. So you will have a lot of false friends that mm-hmm. follow you. Yeah. And they will try to get those nice little watches. Yeah. Nice and, sponsorships. And yeah, and they will try to get you into their way of thinking that mm-hmm. you should be. Because mm-hmm. to the outside world, everything that they see is the superstar, yeah. are the superstars, yeah. and they don't see what it takes. So, um, as I already said, you're um, a physiotherapist, um, and you have your own clinic, and you're working with um, some of the best Formula One drivers, and um, you're working with one of the with a lot of very um, good tennis players on the professional tour. Um, you talked a little bit about working with superstars and getting their trust. How did you get their trust? Because I can imagine, here's the, here's the thing. You have everything. You have money, you have fame, you have athletic success. And all of a sudden, someone steps into your life and tells you, hey, you need to do that, you need to do this. I can kind of imagine for them it's, 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 it's hard to accept. It's not that you step in and you change their life or you turn it around. Mm-hmm. Usually, mm-hmm. the people that get up there, they already know what to do. Okay. And they know what is good for them. Okay. Uh, I see my obligation here in showing them how you can make this easier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's more about, it's actually way more about micromanagement. So, you know, time management. Uh-huh. It's way more about when to do what. 
Because, for example, there is a there is a sports company. They 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 make shoes and clothing, mm-hmm. and I have a little feud with them. Okay. Because they have a claim that makes you think you can just put on those running shoes and then everything's going to happen and come to you. It's not that way. That's how it works. Um, sports marketing. I guess. Yeah, and 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 that is the market, and the market is very dangerous, also for professional athletes. Yeah. Now, uh, their claim is just do it. Yeah. Uh, there are other claims, but that claim is just do it. And I quoting qu- quoting one of my biggest heroes, Seth Godin, is. Um, there is no just in just do it. I think they they already have that Logan. Everybody who has a has a body is an athlete. Yeah, and and I think that's false. Yeah, I don't. It's know. just not true. It's not. It's yeah, but that, that's that's how they trigger your sense of okay, I need those clothes because then yes. I'm gonna be a, an, an athlete. Yeah, yes. I, but I don't think a lot of people. Get but that, so honestly. just like with the clothing, is I don't slip in and turn their world around. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably. Or to be honest, my biggest success, the one that is the most important one to me, and it has nothing to do with uh, figure skating, yeah. but is being part of the team who won the Olympic gold medal two years ago okay. uh, in Pyeongchang, uh, the pair Aliona Zavchenko and Bruno Masso. They were working with my former coach, mm-hmm. who brought me on the team, mm-hmm. and we developed friendships. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm invited to Bruno's wedding now, and I'm really happy uh, because you know we have a great friendship that developed out of that. And then you have that really, really, really professional Aliona Zavchenko. She's probably one of the most professional athletes I've ever worked with. Okay, that, that woman is a machine yeah. in everything she does. She's doing everything and, right, and she does everything for a purpose. And she's one of the very few. Where you can say she does everything right. She even breathes wow. right. Wow. And she is the one who actually put the team together, and he is the one who needed to step in. And she was already she was I think five time or six time world champion, mm-hmm. and he needed to step in, hold her hand, and become her partner. Yeah. Because she sure, she quit with her old partner, and he had to step in to win the Olympics. What a chance. <laughs> what a chance! Imagine you that's like playing doubles with Roger Federer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you shit your pants because because he yeah. fucked that one yeah. up. Yeah. Roger's gonna be pissed for the rest on the of one hand, you know Roger... On the one hand, yeah. that might be the only yeah. chance you win that mixed yeah. Wimbledon. But then on the other yeah. hand, yeah. oh boy, when you start serving yeah. and he gets ready at the net, you better serve a freaking ace. Mr. You know, Federer is a nice guy up to the point where the match starts. It's competing, man. It's yeah, competing. Man. Yeah. I get it. I get it. So. Well, obviously, working with superstars, they're characters. They're doing everything right. Their whole life is committed to sports. Most of them, yes. Most of them. Uh, I mean, for the best. It's 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 for their best. But then... Um, and you also need to be available around the clock. Oh, yeah. Um, so, any stories you can tell us where you had to get up at 2 a.m. in the morning because someone ringed you, uh, ringed you out of your bed and said, Hey, I, I have pain in my... I don't know, in my cheeks or whatever. Like Yeah, I've, yeah, and it does not only happen with uh, professional athletes. If people yeah. find out where you live, they may just oh. ring your doorbell. Uh, we had that happen last week. <laughs> oh, Yeah, Lord. we were actually having a barbecue outside, and one of my patients just just running by, and he's like, oh, you're living here? That's great. Can I just show you? Yeah. <laughs> Look at my ankle. It's really swollen. And here's everybody, you know, I'm, I'm standing well, in front of my... Well, for those guys, you can say no. You can say, please leave. But, but no, I'm you have, no, you no, talk, no, no. No, that's the what same commitment. Think, what, what do you think people will say about you if you... Yeah, that's true. If you don't do that... Um, 
if you don't um, treat these people the way that they want to be treated, mm. they're going to tell you, oh, you're so arrogant because you're working yeah. with professional yeah. athletes. Um, I'm not good enough for you and stuff like that. Oh, sure. So they will not understand. Sure. You have to be nice and be there for everybody. It's just like if you're part of that game, you've got to act like these people. Mm -hmm. And if you talk to these people, I'm sure Mr. Federer or whoever, you yeah. know, or uh, Mr. Nadal, they don't feel like giving autographs away all of the time. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that uh, movie stars don't feel like giving autographs away all of that's, the time. That's part of the work. It's not, I mean, maybe you enjoy That's what it. you would think, but on the other hand, you know, they're only human. Yeah, no, then, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying like it is hard work to do that. It's really I, it's hard. It's probably, it's probably um, this constant availability. And the, the funny thing is the people think he's Federer, he's a superstar, he has everything. He also needs to take a picture with me because he's a nice guy. Or he's LeBron, he, he's doing everything right, so he better takes that picture with me because he's a superstar and I'm just, you know, like... And, and that is super hard. Uh, maybe, maybe the first 10 autographs you sign, you feel special. But I can really imagine after... Uh, just, just the fact, if you have kids... Yeah, people's gonna be all over your family. Yeah. They're gonna gonna stalk you, and so it's you can't you can't just go and and, and have a coffee. You know, can't just go to the city and have a coffee. No, without, it doesn't work without a bunch of people standing next to you and trying to trying to get your attention. So I can I can imagine that this is quite annoying. Yeah, and you know, see, this is this is also the part of the physiotherapist, like. If you're treating these people, mm -hmm. um, they have usually a lot of my athletes. They get a nutritional setup. Yeah, and so they know what to eat, but then they have to look, you know, uh, into their cell phone and see, okay, what what am I having here? And people are looking at you and it's like, oh, what is this guy having? What is she having? Oh, I'll have what she has. Mm -hmm. And so you have to take care of your nutritional schedule. On the other hand, you have to be nice, give them autographs while you're having dinner. Actually, I tell everybody to focus on what you're doing right now. If you're eating food, you're eating food. You're mm -hmm. not giving autographs. You're not signing off anything. That's why you're not talking to people. Um, and it's, yeah, it's wise, but it just doesn't work out there yeah. because as soon as they go out for dinner or anything, they are part of the public. Yeah. And it is there. And that's the very sorry part about it. Actually, the people that think that LeBron should sign them an autograph, they're right. That's his job. Mm -hmm. The problem is only that uh, maybe he doesn't want to sign on. That that time, that probably know. you're not in the shape today. Probably you have yeah. you have issues. Probably you're 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 not feeling good, and then people walk up to you, and you have to play the game. Oh my! That God. changes your way of seeing mm -hmm. your own job. And if you say no, the people think you're arrogant. Hey, LeBron yeah. didn't want to give they you. Will they and will then, not understand. Man, what if you have a bad day? That's what you say. You have a bad day. You just want to be. I don't know, you just want to get a coffee, you just want to have time for yourself, you go out and there's a bunch of people and then maybe you freak out, you do something, you know, like a quick emotional reaction and then it's going to be all over the media and you have to deal with um, that BS for the next two weeks. Or probably the next yeah. two years. It, yeah. it, it, all, all, it could be a you career killer. A, yeah, yeah, a reputation, man. That's... And, and, and so this is something that a lot of people don't think about and we need to think about that because if we're talking recovery... We're also recovering, we're actually talking mental recovery. Yeah. And mental recovery does not mean that you can go out into the public, sign autographs, or be nice to everybody because you have to be withdrawn for a while. Mm -hmm. You have to settle your mind. You have to quiet the mind. Mm -hmm. You know, just like a mountain lake. Yeah. And you have to really get it all down and you have to sometimes really melt it down to what it is to feel yourself again. I think... 
you mentioned another very interesting thing when you said there are athletes um, who are doing everything right. I think everybody knows, everybody hit the gym once once or twice a week. Everybody was involved into sports somehow. But mm -hmm. when we are saying they're doing everything right, mm -hmm. what does that mean? First of all, it's pretty funny. Um, what is everything and what is right? You know, What is everything and what is right? Uh, let me quote another guy that I really think is a great, really, really great guy. Uh, Duffy Gaver, um, he's a celebrity trainer, and he calls it the three-legged stool. And I think that's probably the, the easiest thing to explain it. It's three legs. So you have nutrition, you have recovery, and you have training. If you take away one of them, it'll fall over. Mm. And it just doesn't work. You cannot out-train bad nutrition. Mm. You cannot out-eat a bad day of training. Mm. Or you cannot out-sleep a bad day of training. You cannot out-train a bad night so of sleep. So it's just part of a big puzzle, you can say. So Everything. the puzzle is actually that you have to do all of these three things right for your sport. Mm -hmm. And what YouTube and everybody got you got thinking is that you just go out there and you just grind. Mm. That's not it. That's yeah. not what they're doing right. Yeah. Doing it right means that they're sleeping enough. Mm. And I'm talking 9 to 11 hours. Mm. And I don't care how mm. you get it out of the day, but you have to sleep 9 mm. to 11 hours. Then they're doing everything right with their nutrition. And I don't care how they do it when they're at a um, uh, festival or if they're, you know... Um, hotels. Or if they're in hotels or if they're traveling. I don't care how they do it. They need to do it right. Mm. And then... Grinding or putting in the work is no problem at all because you will be arrested. Uh, because yeah. and it's also your your profession. I mean, you that's what you're doing. Like you're supposed to work hard. But I I really f feel like what um, distinguishes these um, selected and highly professional people from others is that they're really focusing on the little things and they're they're really focusing on the details man they they practice hard for sure but then they go back to their hotel room and uh, i don't know foam roll stretch get the right get the right food in so I, i i really 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 think that is one thing where you know you have a separation yes and also over time because mm -hmm. yeah, consistency you know, yeah. mothers mothers of junior players or, or junior athletes come to me and they say oh should my kid foam roll uh, should my kid have a smoothie yeah. should my kid yeah. have this and that nutritional supplement and I tell them okay listen this is what we're gonna do mm. your kid is gonna sleep right eat right and train right for only three months with no exception yeah. there's no day off No exception. And then we'll see. Eat right, yeah. sleep right. Do that for three months. Just do everything right for mm. three months. Mm. Everything. And then we'll see if you still need a supplement. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the problem, you know. Uh. And people sell supplements. People foam roll because of their hazardous lifestyle. Mm. They try to foam roll their party night out of their thigh. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can try. Yeah. You'll be in pain. You'll probably earn some karma points. Yeah. But you will not win the race like that. So in the end, you would say it's that whole sports, fitness, athlete thing is just... You can really break it um, down to just a couple of things. But if you are consistent with those things and if you... Um, are passionate about those things it's, it's gonna it's gonna pay off because I, I honestly feel that fitness nutrition 
there's just too much, man. The people thinking it's 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 such a big science, but when I when I look at it and when I, I mean I'm uh, I'm working hard on on athletic goals as well, and um, if I look at myself, every time when I was the most successful, um, it was because I did a few things right and i didn't make such a big deal out of mm-hmm. out of it mm-hmm. so i was just eating good training good mm-hmm. sleeping good and that was it in the end you know mm-hmm. and that was it mm-hmm. can no. someone turn that off <laughs> <laughs> can someone turn that off please? We're, we're in the middle of an interview <laughs> expect i expect some some commitment here <laughs> well but you know for instance yeah so is it just just to put it in a nutshell yeah um Doing the doing the same stuff over and over again is going to make you successful, and if you make a big deal out of it, it's not going to work. Well, you know, for the last five percent, now we're talking top mm. athletes. For the yeah. last five yeah. percent, yeah. it's 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 the sum of the little parts is not greater than the entire thing. So mm. yes, there are things that you will that you will need to do in order to win. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking the top 30, whatever percent, then just do everything right. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. And just don't make a big deal out of it. Yeah. But do that right. And that's usually a mental issue. Because mm-hmm. you you got to tell your girlfriend, not tonight, honey. Yeah. Because uh, I got to get some sleep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, try living with that temptation. Yeah, that is, that is definitely not yeah. easy. Not easy. No. No, no, no. So we're talking about this whole podcast. The main topic is sports, obviously. Uh-huh. And um, you you grew up in the States. Um, you lived here in Germany for for quite some years. Um, and I, I want to talk about one of the biggest difference between those two countries mm-hmm. um, is the sport spirit. So kind of the relationship sure. towards the sport. Um how do you portray that? Do you think it's a good thing to be obsessed with sports or um, do you kind of prefer the way we Germans look at it? <laughs> yeah, um, the Germans look at sports, even if you're a professional athlete. Do you want some water? Uh, yeah, thanks. Right. Uh, gotcha. Even if you're a professional athlete, you will be looked at as a, you know, he's making money with his hobby. Oh, That's my. what the Germans oh, think. Oh my goodness. The Germans don't have a... Um, don't have a sense for performance all over. Mm-hmm. They don't have scholarships for tennis in, in Germany. They don't have scholarships for soccer. Yeah, It just doesn't exist because yeah. sport doesn't play the role as in the U.S. In the U.S., people, they, they worship good performance. Yeah. They like seeing good performance. And if you're putting in the work... And if you like, like we said before, if you're doing everything right, people really, they really like that. And they really like seeing other people perform. And they also have a sense of, of uh, uh, seeing performance as a, as a part of the entire educational yes. system. Mm-hmm. So if you're putting in the work in American football... Your passes, um, tactics, or if you're putting in the work for tennis, you're putting in work only because you're not putting it into calculations yeah. uh, and, and, and mathematics. Work are, is work. That work is work. Mm-hmm. So you're putting in the work. And so um, you can benefit from that. Yeah. And in Germany, work is not work. 
Mm-hmm. The Germans okay. see calculus or uh, statistics as uh, a, a, a greater or bigger task than playing good tennis. They wouldn't argue with Mr. Federer, mm-hmm. but they would sure. on a on a let's say German scale level. Yeah. And I think that's a wrong way of thinking because. Um, so there's you got to pay yeah. the people some respect yeah. that play on that level, or try performing mm-hmm. on that level mm-hmm. uh, yourself, and then see how difficult that is because it takes the same amount of work. Mm-hmm. And the Americans they see talent as something that can get you started into a direction, not that's more. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, you know, and just like they say, hard work beats talent. If talent doesn't mm-hmm. work hard, uh, they know that hard work will follow. And yeah. so talent is actually seen more like getting you started in the right direction. I think that's that is probably the better um, just the way of looking at sports. I mean, one of my favorite thing is in the states. I mean, just look at high school teams. Mm-hmm. We were talking about college teams, man. They have those barbecues before the games. Like it just creates a, 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 one. It creates a sense of community. Then it also totally. um, <clears throat> there's a connection. Between the people, I mean, sports connects the people totally. all over the world, um, and then there's a level of proudness. I mean, look at look at the the people at the at colleges or high schools. Man, they're wearing their colors. They're showing off. Hey, I'm I'm Panther. And so also, I'm when they leave high school, I'm, yeah, they're I still mean, wearing those little hats. Alabama yeah. football, yeah, um, Penn State, uh, yeah. Crimson. Yeah. There are people that are related to that team only by being fans. If you see them running around in a shirt over here. Mm-hmm. This is incredible. No, you don't get that. You yeah. don't. You 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 don't. You don't get a person wearing um, a VfB uh, <laughs> a shirt uh, to work <laughs> uh, to work in Wichita, Kansas. Yeah. Uh, usually, probably not. Yeah. Um, even though that's probably the team that the people in this uh, region are most proud of, mm-hmm. because soccer still has plays a different role. Yeah. So I and mean, after soccer, yeah. probably tennis. But you could you could degrade the, the 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 sports disciplines down and starting off with soccer, and then you know people have a little bit more respect for soccer for the game. But on the other hand, if you go to the stadium and then you see fifty thousand people coaching their team, yeah. telling them, "Oh man, yeah, that's so easy. Just knock the ball into there. Yeah. What are you or earning all that money for? Yeah. Oh man, what, what's he doing now and all that stuff? If you if you listen to the people." It's incredible. I would always tell them, you know what? You just get down there and you try doing that while I'm up there eating my worst, yeah. uh, having my beer, my yeah, and, and shouting at you, uh, going like, oh man, you got, where's that ball going around? Oh, come on, you got to really do that. Uh, what are you making so much money yeah. for? I, I also feel like it, it just makes school in general more attractive to the people because they they like uh, getting up in the morning if it's for if it's for the school they love it's for the team they love they have a connection to the players they kind of worship them um so i, I really f- think that connection um sports and community sports school um that is a really cool thing i mean you're working with athletes you're working with athletes that have issues um yes. And since we said that in America the sports spirit is so much bigger, why not going back there? Honestly, and, and, I, and work there because <laughs> you have probably more potential on, to find to find more clients. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> why are you staying here? Yeah. I mean, it's not. I I'm like having you here. That. Yeah. I'm asking myself that. Um, for one, it is pretty difficult to work in the U.S. and also um, get a or build up a reputation. Okay. 
and building up your business is pretty easy but taking it to the next level is pretty difficult it is here too the problem is that in the US if you're not a totally US trained physiotherapist okay uh, you have to start very low in the hierarchy what I could do is just go to the US and work there as like you know a personal trainer something like that mm. then on the other hand I have a couple of people that are working for me or let's better say they're working with me in my yeah. clinic and, yeah. uh, and in my uh, company and I have um, I feel the obligation that I have to take care of them like actually my 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 leading um, physio she's a really cool person she's getting married uh, next weekend okay and um, she sooner or later she will she will try to build a family and her husband he is from the UK and he has a pretty hard time settling down here you know finding the right job and everything so she's relying on me and then uh, my my head of back office she is a single mom raising two kids mm-hmm. and that's probably one of the toughest challenges in your life single mom two kids now that's a high performance athlete believe yeah. it or not yeah. uh, the way she has to time her everyday situations get the get the kids to school that's, then that's working in a super demanding business together with me mm. working for a probably super demanding boss like me yeah uh, and she still gets it right Okay. Uh, that's high performance. Well, that's so, something about the person. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of commitment there. Uh, yeah, well. and I and I really appreciate what they what yeah. they do for me, and I'm so grateful working in that team. But see, here's the obligation that I have now. So just leaving okay. them. And work. Yeah. I don't think because of so. obligations. It's no. not because you like Germany more. You like certain aspects about clients or or the way you could make business here is just different it's more about the obligation you have towards it, your co-workers it, it is more about the obligation and then also on the other hand i feel that uh germans uh, react in a strange way when you say hey i'm doing business with the americans hey i'm i'm, I'm doing this for the americans i had the opportunity last year mm-hmm. to work with a couple of american teams and with a great uh performance trainer in colorado he's actually performance coach of the uh, uh, American Olympic uh, team okay. for winter sports wow. and he's a great guy and I just didn't follow through to be honest mm. I had I had the opportunity but now that you say it and I would have loved to continue work with them but then I also felt that that pressure from the Germans mm. that are in a very very subtle way um, Putting pressure on you, telling you, are you sure you really want to work with them? You know, it's like they're they're not withdrawing from you, yeah. But they're kind of putting you under pressure that you would be thinking, oh, probably I shouldn't follow through with this. Mm -hmm. But um, if the possibility occurs, you know, you could still work for both. Mm. So here's another thing that you're doing. Your one of your Another purpose is, is um, to fight doping, to fight the use of steroids. Is that true? Probably not so much fight it, just create awareness. Okay. Just create awareness because, um, just like I said, uh, there is no just and just do it. Hmm. And especially with ambition, hobby, uh, gym athletes, 
and these people. There is a there is a number in the dark of people that are using chemicals to enhance their performance. Mm-hmm. And also, again, they are not doing everything right in advance. Yeah, sure. That no, that's faking it. Like, um, come on, that's faking it. Uh, yeah, but uh, on the other hand, I mean, they seem to have issues, and so they 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 yeah. want to use these drugs, but they probably wouldn't need to use them if they would be doing everything right. Yeah, and so they have the po- through that drug they have the possibility because these drugs are really strong I mean mm. they really make you go faster mm. they really make you go harder mm. and they recover you very much faster so mm. the benefit of them is and we really have to say this the benefit of them is grand but they fuck up your health yeah if you use them improperly especially yeah and on the other hand it's also I mean if you're not doing everything right you may grow more muscle you may look fitter, but if you're not doing everything right, you still will not get where you probably want to go. So steroids are uh, using performance-enhancing drugs will not get you uh, on a higher level because they will not change your mental yeah. state of mind. I, I feel like steroids, that's the thing that kind of gained momentum over the last couple of years. I mean, it's kind of like, I, I think it's a drug that is really underestimate, uh, you know, like people really think it's not that bad for you actually i i need to take it to look good um would you say that's social pressure why people are more likely to um to use those drugs no people are more likely likely to use those drugs because for one they're they're not very well informed okay and if you take testosterone and yeah i'm not saying people should be taking but would you agree it's 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 a trend right now it's a big trend okay it's a very big trend and that developed over time because that's what i'm thinking yes especially because it's available now on okay. a broader scale it is okay uh, and uh, people are mixing their stacks together just the way that they think that they should okay. be doing it and it's just wrong mm-hmm. um but uh, let's say if you take testosterone testosterone mm-hmm. is a body own hormone that will make you recover faster faster that will make you build muscle faster mm-hmm. and it just works that way yeah. is it unhealthy no first of all it's not unhealthy and i know that Probably I shouldn't be saying this, but if you... All right, you heard it from the expert, guys. Uh. (laughs) But if you are overusing on that stuff, two things are going to happen. For one, you're going to get mentally addicted. Yeah. Number two, you're going to be creating a, a situation in your nutsack where you will not have any sperm, any living sperm swimming around anymore. So you will become infertile. Yeah. You will get pimples and stuff and all that, mm-hmm. and you will change. Mm-hmm. Your your way of being will change. It, it It's like, it's not only a performance enhancer, but I've seen it in athletes that used it. It makes you change your personality in the direction of your badder ways. Yeah, because here's the thing. I, I feel like with having social media, Instagram, Facebook, mm. and all, all that stuff, I really um, think the people, they have the perception that everybody looks good. Yeah. Everybody's in shape. Exactly. And then you look at yourself in the mirror. And, oh, man, I look like shit yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you're not, you don't look like, I no. don't know, some, some no. top athlete, some super bodybuilder. And, and you shouldn't. Uh, yeah. You and, shouldn't be looking like that. So here's the thing. I really think um, taking those steroids or whatever it is, is it comes from a social pressure. 
Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, comes from that standpoint that society tells you, all right, if you don't look like this, you're not successful. You're uh, and even and and in the end, those people that are, have the eight packs, um, super big arms, mm. that is, that, that's only a couple couple of guys, you know. That's not the majority of people. Yeah, you know? and above all, all of these people are doing everything right. Yeah. I mean, uh, look at one of the greatest bodybuilders in my time was Dorian Yates. Yeah. And he speaks very openly about steroids and steroid using. And um, Dorian Yates is a guy who came up with a HIP method, with a high-intensity method. Yeah, yeah. And so if you're training in that method... Uh, a lot of people wouldn't follow through because it takes a lot of mental awareness yeah. firstly and after that it takes a lot of mental stability that you don't over pitch that you don't under pitch so only doing that training is very difficult already and then you have to eat right mm. and uh, you will look like shit if you're using that stuff and if mm. you're missing out on your diet mm. if you um, referring to the the social pressure you were right because everybody looks great and yeah. all of the actors look great yeah And uh, people are being told that the actors are not using steroids. Mm -hmm. Of course they're using steroids. Yeah. I mean, and, and they get paid for it. A lot of money. It's pretty easy. If I get I mean, paid just for look, looking look, good, yeah. uh, let's say I make a movie and I get five yeah. or ten million dollars, I would probably think about it. Yes, yeah. I would probably think about it because I could still go on with my hazardous lifestyle. <laughs> Um, and just look at the actors how how frequently they change yeah you know and then that's okay it's yeah. it's a role a lot of actors their bodies change so quick a lot of actors yeah. have to start smoking for a role and yeah. you know then uh, look at Christian Bale in The Machinist yeah I think I think he's uh Uh, he was about his 70 or 80 one, pounds. One, one movie, he's a drug addict or something like that. Incredible. Someone who needs to be super skinny. Incredible. And then I think the next movie, he's a superhero. Incredible, where he needs yeah. to be super jacked and yeah. big and bulky. Yeah. I mean, it's almost impossible to, to develop your body within three months. The way I don't know about him, okay. but, um, but, I, but I would say probably mm. not. Uh, I would still say, yeah. Pff, uh, well, if you're if you if you're really falling through with everything right, then probably you could look like that. Well, it's not only bodybuilders; it's also athletes. I mean, I think, especially when you're young, yeah. Just just put yourself in that situation. All of your mates they're taking roids and they're taking uh, some stuff, some kind of drug, and they're succeeding. Mm. And you're 19, 18 years old, and you get left behind. Mm. You're not winning, but all your friends are winning because they're doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, you're more likely to take it as well because you have that pressure. Uh, and, and, and I really think that is the difficult thing, mm -hmm. if, if the people started to do it on a regular basis. Because mm -hmm. the others are going to follow, because yeah. otherwise they will never be able to keep up with you. So I think that is... That is something we kind of need to be aware of, and that's why I'm glad that you can talk a little bit about that um, here on the show. Um, well, for the next thing is we're trying to get rid of the most common myths in sports mm -hmm. and also talking a little bit about nutrition. I yep. prepared something for you. Oh, okay. All right, okay. look at this. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, that's great. All right, so here's the here's the game we're going to play. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so I did... Uh, I wrote down a couple of statements. Okay, wait. Some fitness. Got to get some more coffee. Yeah, sure. By the way, coffee is the magic drug. It just everybody out there just have more coffee. Yeah, yeah. 
There's going to be a question about coffee in there, I guess. And don't support the big chains. Go to the little coffee shop. Mm-hmm. You know, think global, act local. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> There's some quick advertisement right here from <laughs> <Matt and> Burgess. <laughs> um, so I will name some fitness myths. And I'm going to ask you to quickly disagree or agree with them okay. and explain why. But here's the thing. It needs to be kind of quick. You know, okay. I don't want to, I don't want to take too much okay. time on everything. Okay. Let me, right. okay, okay. Are Con- you ready? You can, you can pick, pick out of that little lottery pot here and just so I hand pick it, it and I me, hand it to you. Hand it to me. I'm going to read it out loud and you're going to, you're going to say it. Okay. Oh, I like this one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hit me. All right. First one. Sugar is as bad as smoking worse uh the the addictional part of it is probably a thousand times bigger say no to steroids say no to sugar all right let's move on to the second one (laughs) say no to cigarettes (laughs) as well smoking sucks come on Uh, yeah it's terrible yeah Uh, i like this one as well because i was just having a conversation about that Protein shakes are bad for you, especially when you take two a day. <laughs> Total BS. <laughs> no, of course not. If you can't get your protein in and you're trying to build up muscle, you right. need to get your protein Use in. Use it. Next one. The harder you train, the better results you will get. Total bullshit. <laughs> oh the harder you train, the more breakdown you'll have. Also for your <laughs> tendons and your joints and... Also for your uh, neurological and your neuromuscular system. So, no, don't train too hard. Recovery is key. Next one. We should probably pick that one up for later. I, 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 I would like to say you something want, about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, my goodness. I was thinking, the next thing, I was trapped. Okay. I was trapped. Okay. Supplements are a must-have for every diet. Never. Just do everything right for three months and then see if you still need supplements. Honestly, I have to admit, um, I was thinking BCAs. Mm. That's that's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna look so good once I have those BCAs. How did that work for I, you? I was trying. Mm, How did no. that? No, I'm still work. skinny, man. No, you're not. <laughs> look at me, man. No, you're... <laughs> I'm drinking those freaking BCAs yeah. for two years now. I'm still I'm still skinny, man. Well, then probably <laughs> we should run through your uh, nutrition schedule. Thank you, okay. sports industry. Come yeah. On. But you made you made some CEO happy, you know. Mm. Bottom a boat, probably. Some, some yeah. of them. Oh, this is this is interesting. Meat is the best source of protein and is a necessity for your diet. Depends. Uh, meat can be a very very good thing, but there are other things that are equally good. Mm. If you want to get it fast and easy, then in the world that we're living in, meat is probably the easiest thing. It's convenient. Okay. <laughs> the best diet is a low fat, high protein, high carb diet. <laughs> That's I just I, don't I, know what to say to that. No, and also always beware of the sport that you're performing in. Are you performing mm-hmm. or you just want to look good? It's really individual, right? The way you should eat. You can't just generalize that. Well, you can generalize that if you want to look like somebody on the movies. Okay. No white at night. Uh, and just crank up your protein. Yes, you can do that and just okay. eat your carbs in the morning. But if you want to perform, like you as a tennis player, mm-hmm. you should have carbs because you're going to sure. be gassing out if you don't have those carbs. <laughs> if you want to get bulky, 
You need to exercise with a lot of weights and low reps. Uh, depends. No, uh, probably not. Five times five. It will build the muscle neurosystem connection. So your brain muscle connection, the one that Arnold speaks about, mm -hmm. is about motor units. And if you can recruit more motor units, you will be able to isolate your muscle better. And if you then change to a hypertrophy training, you will be more successful that probably yes but you need to do some kind of weights to, to to just get bigger i mean you can't just i don't know run and expect to get bigger or you well, do a lot of cardio and expect uh, to get bigger no you cannot do cardio and expect to, to get bigger but muscles, you need to stimulate those muscles but mm. you can do your body uh, weight exercise okay. you can do your calisthenics you can do your other stuff um, but of course with weights, it's the easiest thing okay. yeah. and that will not change because the human anatomy has not changed and the physiology has not changed in the last 10,000 years. Mm -hmm. So that stuff that worked in 1960 or 1970 still works. Still works. I mean, yeah, same body. All right, what we got here? Always stretch before exercising. No, you can injure yourself also. It depends on stretch. Uh, Hold your stretch for a while. First of all, you cannot stretch a muscle. It's impossible to stretch a muscle. You cannot elongate a sarcomere. And it would tear. And then you would have a muscle tear, a muscle injury. Mm. What you can do is you can release the tension in your muscles. That's a must. That's how it works. After, okay. uh, after sports, probably prolonged hold stretching. Mm -hmm. And the repetitive stretching is something that you see sprinters or weightlifters do before their uh, competition. Mm -hmm. And you should be probably doing that if you want to lift hard, go hard, if you want to do uh, uh, plyometric stuff like that. All right, let's move on to the next one. If you want to get faster, you need to train faster. Quickness is the subfunction of maximum force. Okay. So if you want to get quicker, you need to go heavyweight, low reps, mm -hmm. heavyweight, low reps, because quickness really is the subfunction of uh, max F. Really, really interesting. Oh my goodness, this applies to me, because because I I'm drinking a lot of diet coke. You are. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man. That, I know, I know. That's that's one little. <laughs> I have some bodies. <laughs> that's one little. Sip. What are you mixing it with? <laughs> water oh yeah <laughs> more diet oh yeah okay. more diet okay yeah yeah or probably with some broccoli okay that's oh right. yeah. that's really oh, good what oh. an amazing shake man. yeah <laughs> all those micronutrients oh getting yeah. In. yeah the way you feel when you're Sleep dumping is good. And then, uh. diet coke caffeine free mm. that's a game changer man. okay it is. well the the statement what about is, pepsi then okay no screw the pepsi okay man. no screw the pepsi yeah honestly i if if i have i'm not drinking that stuff because i, I, don't I don't take Coke Zero yeah. over Pepsi really? a million times. You know what I really miss over here is Gatorade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They only have Powerade over here. I love Gatorade. I love Gatorade. Okay. I, I drink it so much on the court. Yeah. I, I probably it has it nothing to do like with it. sports. It just tastes good. Yeah, and man, it's it's amazing marketing. Yeah. It's just straight up sugar. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. straight up sugar. Yeah. And then, I don't know, they pay some athletes to promote it. And all of a sudden, everybody I thinks it's amazing. I love the taste of that. I love the taste of that, yeah. But I need sparkling, man. Yeah. I need bubbles. Really? I, I, I don't play with a. I don't. I don't play with that still, still water or that. You like root beer? No, I don't like beer at all. Not root beer. <laughs> you gotta have a double. No, I don't beer. like that. No, I don't, I don't like that. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I had it a couple times where I don't like it. Well, the okay, statement okay, is, okay, but sorry. yeah, back to the game. Okay, sorry, <laughs> like, we're sorry. a little bit off track. Okay, sorry. Diet Coke is better than regular Coke. No, it's not. Uh, what? No, because Diet really? Coke has a substance in it that will make your brain think. Now, your brain is working because you provide it with oxygen and you provide it with sugar, about 190 grams or even more mm. if, you're, if you're working hard. And um, so your brain feels that sugar is going to be coming at it. Mm-hmm. And Diet Coke is cheating that. Okay. So your brain's going to be telling you, "Hey, where is the sugar?" Mm. And it will increase your hunger for sugar are uh, fast dissolved uh, carbs. Yes. Mm. And so you will have the craving after that even more. Okay. So that is so wrong. that is wrong. So have no your more Diet Coke. Have your Coke with sugar. All right. Muscles equals athleticism. No, not at all. Perfect. <laughs> well, that's good for me. Good yeah. news. <laughs> that's, a lot of, a lot of no, not to be rude. A lot of people, a lot of fat people will go like, yes. yes. <laughs> right now, I told you, mom. Yeah. I told you. Yeah, you know. I'm athletic, mom. Yeah, I'm totally athletic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just overweight. <laughs> All right. Hope, hope nobody gets offended. No. Okay. Low doses of anabolic steroids are safe. Nope. Totally wrong totally there. Wrong. Totally wrong. And never do it by yourself. If you have to, do it with the doctor. Get professional assistance. But ben just Bur- don't do it. Ben Burgess, unlock your potential. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bigger meaning, and now I finally get the bigger meaning between unlock, like your, <laughs> <laughs> unlock your potential. Now I get it. It's it's just another phrase for yeah. Steroids. You got me trapped there. Yeah. But no. Perfect. Uh, no. All right. Women need to train differently than men. Sometimes depends on what they what kind of sports they're setting out for. Okay. Oh, talking about coffee. Mm. Coffee is unhealthy and should be avoided. No, not at all. Coffee cranks up everything that you Damn, need to get your heart rate and everything going. Performance enhancing. It is performance enhancing. Yeah, it but is. I had I had a big, 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 big argument with my coach because he, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I can say that, but it's, it was a it was a really friendly argument for sure because I I wanted to have a coffee before a match and she's mm. like, no, it's going to dehydrate you. I said, like, no, it's not. No, and that, that, no, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think a lot of people think that the coffee is dehy- is is dehydrating you. I don't know why. This might be another myth, and somehow, but I, I don't know. Is well, there a limit? Uh, yeah, but also, it's also very individual. Okay, it's very individual. Okay. So it depends on how how much you weigh, how tall you are, mm-hmm. and it depends on your uh, renal, uh, your um, your 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 kidney function. Mm-hmm. It. It does play with your kidney function, but usually a cup of coffee has about 120 milligrams of caffeine, and so that's okay. It Man, just have makes you heard it... of those bangs? Yeah. Those dream and that yeah. 300 milligrams of yeah. caffeine. What do you think about that? Yeah, Poo, I don't know. I mean, if, you, if you're if you on a long trip and you want to be awake I, at I, night. I have a couple of those. Yeah. I, I like them. Yeah. I mean, before gym. Yeah, okay. Well, oh, you're, you're probably wide awake, but are, but aren't you shaky? Don't, don't no, they make you shaky? No, no, but if I, if I drink that... Yeah. I cut my I, I I cut like my coffee and all that stuff. You okay. know, I usually have a lot of coffee. I, I I really like it, and not only what it does to me, but also just how it tastes. Um, but but when I have you know like an energy drink or those bang things, I I cut on coffee. So okay. Because I, I I don't I wanna 
be in that 300 400 milligrams of caffeine a day not more than that no if you're exposing your 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 body to too much of it you know anything is poison yeah. it depends on the dosage yeah very wise all right <laughs> one should avoid carbs after 6 p.m if you want to lose weight <laughs> no not at all that's probably one of the famous, yeah. most of the famous not at all um it also depends on what carbs you're actually eating because okay. if you're having broccoli there are carbs in broccoli mm. uh not a lot but you will be having carbs if you really want to lose weight, yes, it does work. You need to you need to have high protein, low carb diet yeah. at night. That's right. And quoting Mark Twight, no white at night. Mm. Uh, cauliflower is white, and yes, you can have it. Okay, okay. See, I was when you said that first, I, I was thinking you were referring to cocaine. <laughs> it's like oh, yeah, yeah. no white at night. Yeah, no, it's like uh, no white ever uh, in that okay. case. Then. No white ever. That, gotcha, gotcha. I think that really takes you into another dimension. You, yeah. you don't want to go there. Nah. No, that dream nah. must be horrible, man. Weightlifting is only for you when you are older than sixteen years. No, not at all, because you will be exposed to very, very high and heavy loads, depending on what you do, let's say in your college team, or in the sports that you're performing in. So no, you have to prepare the body, the joints, the cartilage, and all the other tissue to heavy weights Okay. once in a while. So it is possible to train when yeah, you're 14. Sure, you okay. can, yeah, you, cool. you can do weights. Is that the last one? Yeah, yeah. that's the last one. We're almost through here. Alcohol is a taboo for every athlete. Should be. Yes, is not. Is Sadly. It? Well, it's, it's a temptation we talked about. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm, and it can be fun. Yeah. Yeah. But like, um, I would <laughs> Talking like... Talking about rough night. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to pick up that one oh, thing. Oh, yeah, that one know? thing. What was it? Uh, uh, was it training hard or what was that? Training. Uh, the harder you train, the better results you exactly. get. Exactly. Look, here's the thing. Depends on what you perform in and where you want to go to being an athlete for the time being. Because you have cycles. Mm -hmm. You have a macro cycle, a meso cycle, and a micro cycle. Mm -hmm. So um, it depends on if you know you have your bulking phase or you have your sprint phase, you have your whatever phase. And there are sports out there like, uh, for instance, CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Now CrossFit gets you fit all over it is true but you need to specialize as a tennis player for example you need to specialize on what you want to do what you want to work out so if you have something that gets you fit all over mm -hmm. it will tire you down mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that crossfitters are tired I'm just saying that if you go into one sport and you want to be good at that sport doing CrossFit for a longer period will not help you it will not get you further you're tired uh, at all times it's exhausting yeah and let's say fighters and these people they should stay hungry mm. that's what i believe in mm. and if you tire yourself out if you mm. if, if you go all out with every workout that you do mm. you will not break not only break down tissue but you will also break down mentally i feel you a lot of hungry. people don't um prioritize um recovery yeah because in the end that's that is the time where you build muscle or where you get better yes so I see a lot of like, especially young guys, 
16, 17, 18 men. They train their heart out. They're doing everything. They, they're they exhausted at the end of the I day. Agree. Three, four sessions a day. Yeah. And that seven days a week. Yeah. And it's like, man, you need you need to recover. Yeah. You need to take time. You need to give your muscles time to relax. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. And you will need to have the mental stability. That's what I, what I was talking about. Because mm. here's, here's the problem. They are so obsessed with that yeah. and they don't see anything happen so that's a vicious circle that they're in because yeah. they're training even more and they're breaking down even more body tissue and I think the answer is increase your work increase the workload yes because that's the only work. time that they feel good yeah. and now training will make your body oh. um, dissolve certain hormones and certain mediators that will make you feel good mm. so they feel better training and after a while being exhausted is part of their lifestyle. If they don't feel exhausted, mm -hmm. they think that they did not do enough. And that's training totally wrong. That's what I mean by there is no just and just yeah. do it. There is, there is no, they didn't do the math. That is right. All right, here, here are Starstripe stories. I was telling you about that before. We're trying to implement the culture that failure or challenges, hardships, are not necessarily a bad thing and mm -hmm. I sometimes have the feeling that in society in our society people who lost their jobs had a really hard time mm -hmm. um, had problems financially they're portrayed as losers somehow mm -hmm. and I really think that is a is a is a wrong way of looking at, at, at challenges or failures in general so that's why we're kind uh, trying to ask the people the guests on the show um, hey, what was your biggest failure or your biggest hardship in life? And how did you um, grew out of that and how did you learn from it? So uh, do you have anything you would like to share with us? Oh, sure. Um, I lost my parents at a very early age. Mm -hmm. uh, I lost my mother. She, uh, she was diagnosed with lung cancer mm -hmm. when I was 13. And that was in the high time of my coming up as a junior athlete. Okay. So that really took a toll on me. Yeah. And she died three years after that. And after that, my dad, he just, he just wasted himself uh, on alcohol. And I don't want to know what yeah. all kinds of other things he, um, he did. And he died a year later. So that was pretty tough. Growing up in Germany then and performing for the German national squad in figure skating. Yeah. And having to handle my junior partner also because she didn't understand and her parents mm -hmm. didn't really understand. Mm -hmm. And I had a very, very young coach. I still love him today. He's one of my best friends. He uh, He's the coach of the Olympic champions now. Yeah. And he was just totally overwhelmed and was overtaken by the situation, by the situation right. that struck me. Mm -hmm. And so we had a lot of issues and hardships to go through. The main thing that I found was that in Germany, I always thought you're secure, you're safe. Mm -hmm. The German part of my family really didn't care too much about me. Mm -hmm. The American part of my family always thought, hey man, he's got it made, so he has that you know big German family that's taking care of him. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, I was living in a little apartment uh, in Stuttgart all by myself. I was 16 years old. Wow. And you would think that law are anybody you know social workers anybody would come by and try to take care of you well they didn't okay. and the families did not so, you're so by yourself. you know showing up for training on the right time just like we said before mm. doing everything right was something that just didn't work for me mm. so I got young I was young and I got angry 
and you know I I I needed to you know cope with that situation doing your own laundry uh, doing your own tax work doing your own stuff and there were two families uh, or actually three families here in Germany that helped me get through that one family uh, is um, I'm, I'm, I'm still uh, closely related to them I'm I'm the godfather of their children mm. and that was a great time also high-performance athletes by the way okay and very very um, successful uh, business people so they kind of understood what I was going through and lent me a hand you know mm -hmm. uh, helped me to get through there because the Germans honestly they didn't know how to cope with that and they mm -hmm. thought they thought of it just like you were saying I even had the feeling that sometimes I had a girlfriend by that time and I had the feeling that her parents were like oh god he's gonna get into trouble probably we should break up their relationship wow, because uh, yeah because oh, that's messed up yeah because he's not really you know he's not really the white successful are the, the right yeah. way that are, oh, this is not gonna go the right way so she yeah. shouldn't be around him which is probably also one of the things why, you know, I had issues and I thought, you know, I'll show the world what's in me. Mm -hmm. um, so that was like a like a trigger reaction. Maybe is, mm -hmm. that, is that a reason why you're trying to be super productive? Maybe not the main reason, but I, here's the thing. I really think those, um, when you're in that situation, obviously I, I can't relate at all. Mm -hmm. But I can imagine that on the one hand, there's people that say, all right, I'm going to show you that mm. I can do whatever I want mm -hmm. to do. And then on the other hand, there's people that say, screw it, man, mm -hmm. screw everything. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to drug my brain out, mm -hmm. um, forget the world, mm -hmm. forget what's happening. And then you're going to get in that circle and you're going to stay there for the rest of your life. Was mm -hmm. that, um, would you describe yourself as, as someone who used this hard time to say, all right, man, I want to get out of here. That is... I had both. Um, yeah. Honestly, I sure, I had yeah. both. Yeah. So on the one hand, I was trying to be very successful, and I, when I set my mind to something, I could work for it for some time. Mm -hmm. But after a while, I got I got you know uh, uh, depression hit me again. Sure. And so yeah, once in a while, I just got wasted. I even got into fights. I lost part. I lost parts of my teeth in a street okay. fight. Um, see, I, I never was a good fighter, so I lost <laughs> that one as well. Um, and. I don't think that you have to go to either extreme. I think mm. the um, the uh, it's the golden middle way that you should choose again is yeah. like um, not holding a grudge against the world or life mm. because that was something that I that I held within myself for a very long time, and I felt that nobody understands me. That why me mentality maybe. Yeah, like this. Why you is know, it me? Is this, why, why, is why is it me? Is there yeah. God? God? Why are you punishing yeah. me? Then oh yeah. Oh, why is Buddha punishing me? Or I think Allah, everybody or whatever knows that just from smaller things. Yes, and then you have, and then you have the people that cope with it from this side and that side. And um, what I, what I found with the Americans when I when I told them about my story is that they were very receptive for that, and okay. that they th had more empathic uh, ways of dealing with me. Okay. And they looked at me from another perspective. The Germans were pretty hard and one line, you know, teachers at school and stuff like that. They were not supportive. Mm -hmm. That has changed now too yeah, in yeah. Germany. You see that with, with kids that get into trouble. Uh, Germans are way more socialized than yeah. they were back then in the 90s. They're trying. they're trying. Yes. And uh, they have programs for them. But 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 in the U.S., whenever I told my stories, like the, the, the people were more receptive about that. Mm -hmm. And they... 
thought that that was something something great to also share and that I could be proud of getting through that. The Germans, not so much. Mm-hmm. No, no. So is there, if you could think of one key takeaway from that time, what would it be? Maybe one thing that still applies to your life right now that you're still doing because of what you've been through? Peace, vibes, and energy. I found okay. the love of my life. I have great people around me, and I just... Yeah, to be honest, right now, I love my life. I really I, I really love my life, yeah. That is good to hear. I think it's a perfect time to wrap it up, man. Um, it was super nice talking to you. It was great being here. Thank you for having me. Um, and, yeah, I hope you guys know everything about fitness now. Oh, know everything about nutrition. Know everything about coffee, man. That's the main thing. Other than that, if you are excited about the podcast if you really like listen to it um make sure you follow us on instagram as well as facebook do the right thing yeah do everything right do everything (laughs) right give the guy a like star stripe stories with teo preiswell that's it the man that's that's it that's it that's what i (laughs) that's what i need to hear and also share it with your neighbors share it with your family share it with your friends with your girlfriend with your dog i don't care man just share it the podcast that will unlock your potential potential (laughs) all right i'll see you guys the next time and appreciate all your listeners and all your feedback thank you so much bye-bye